Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, And tonight, our topic is going to be very controversial. Well, maybe not really, but it's going to be what is art, what is porn? There's a lot of different points of view out there about that. So what is it that I, I actually do on this show? I think I get that question a lot from people um, when, you know, if I'm meeting them on Facebook and they've never listened to my show before, I often get that question like, what do you do? And I'm like, well, here's an interesting thing. I'm going to give you my resume right here. So um, one of the things that I do is I work with bodies, and I actually had the pleasure and privilege of and honor of working on um, many beautiful bodies this weekend. And when I say that, I, I actually do things that are uh, not, it like, doesn't all involve, like, sexual energy. Although a lot of my work, even though I'm, say, moving your leg, will actually include a lot of sexual energy. So uh, the beauty of working on bodies is that when you actually include everything that you be, including the sexual energy and the sexualness that you be, that bodies can start to heal in ways um, and have ease in ways that isn't available when you're shutting parts of you off. So my sessions um, include a lot of uh, me, all of me, and which in turn allows you to be more of you. Kind of the coolest part of it. So, um, what I was noticing this weekend is really as much as I've been trained, and, and I've known this for a while, but as much as I've been trained in a type of somatic body work called the Mitzvah technique, it was like five years training, um, you know, getting some techniques down. And I've been, you know, working in energy work for over 20 years, different kinds of energy work. I really have a style of my own, uh, and it really comes down to listening to bodies and what the bodies desire and require. And the funny thing is, is most guys, guys in particular, and I love, I love guys, guys in particular, like my body requires blowjob because that's what all male bodies require, doesn't it? Um, and guys, not always, just saying. Sometimes your body actually requires uh, movement. And it's surprising, you know, because you're thinking, no, my body actually requires blowjobs, and that's number one on my top of my list. So <laughs> with with that, keep in mind, you know, bodies like all kinds of different things, and sometimes bodies like to have, uh, you know, movement or, you know, massage or energy work or kindness, caring, touch in different ways. So uh, that's essentially what I offer in my private sessions and my private practices that I work on bodies um, in a way that is so individualized that I can't totally describe it because for everybody who walks in, it's completely different and everybody's body speaks differently. So, um, for example, you know, some bodies today that I've been working on for like four years and 
started to receive things like movement that they couldn't receive before. So you never know what's going to show up. I never know what's going to show up. And what I love about it is that it's forever changing and there's this fluidity about it that allows me to always be in question and always be creating and always be willing to um, receive more of me, my, my capacities. And in that, it actually allows you to receive more of you and your capacities. So what's really fun is I'm actually doing this show from a parking lot in, in a town, like halfway, not even halfway to my house, because I was like in traffic and stuff. And um, as I'm sitting here, I'm getting some wickedly awesome looks from people, and I love it. They're like, the hell's that woman doing over there in that car? So everybody out there, chances are I am masturbating in my car, because if you ever see me in a parking lot, if you see a strange woman sitting around in a parking lot with a phone up to her face looking at a computer, there's porn going on, and there's definitely masturbation. That was my way of segueing into the porn conversation, by the way. Yeah. That's how smooth I am. So, um, what I what I am have been curious about for a while. Um, actually, for more than a while, we haven't really had a conversation about it because it seems lots of people are having a conversation about it, and in different ways, I guess I could say. You know, there's a lot of controversy between what is art and what is porn. Um, so I've done my research, uh, you know, as I love to do. Uh, which is funny because I hated research when I was younger. Probably the only thing I liked researching was anything to do about sex, which I do remember that was fun. So some of the questions I put out there today is like, what is actually the difference between art and porn? And what if one creates and the other limits? And what if none of that's true? So I've actually heard um, people, you know, in consciousness, people doing spirituality, talk about pornography as not only as a limitation but also as um, full of judgment and that it actually limits you. So I had a very interesting, um, you know, Facebook kind of conversation with um, a fellow from India who just, you know, very randomly and blatantly informed me that I could probably change the porn world. I was like, that's really cool that you're aware of that. I am aware of that. What else is possible? And it was just so random that it actually was part of what sparked uh, me to kind of look at this. Um, so also for, you know, FYI, um, if you've never looked up the definition of pornography, guess what? I have. Um, pornography actually is um, a kind of neat word. You know, we have so many vulgar connotations but put placed on it that, you know, you say pornography, there's like a gazillion images that pop up in your head. There are a gazillion energies that pop up around it. There's a lot of judgment around it. There's a lot of um, points of view that come up with pornography. So the original meaning of pornography is from Greek. And, um, and I may be getting this wrong. I apologize to all my Greek friends out there listening. Pornography, uh, the porn part of it, um, or porno, or porna, and I'm probably saying it wrong because I'm not Greek, but not in this lifetime, um, means prostitution or prostitute. And graphia, graphy, would be like an image or a graphic, right? So it's pornography actually is a graphic of a prostitute. So it's 
exciting because nowadays not everybody doing pornography is a prostitute and not all of it are stills that would just be images, right? So we've got uh, video pornography. There's even now a whole industry that's working on 3D pornography because, hey, why not? We like all our other movies in 3D. Why not pornography? And soon, you know, we're also going to be looking at things that will be more like virtual reality um, style stuff. So you could have pornography um, in a way that's more like interactive. Uh, I actually spoke with a sex toy developer, and he was mentioning that that's kind of on the rise right now. This, there, people are doing a lot of work and investigation on how to create that. So, I think the world itself and technology is actually changing a lot of what is pornography. Um, you know, there's a lot to be said for um, you know social media creating avenues for people to be like amateur pornographers themselves, whether it's like sending out nude photos of yourself or uh, enjoying them or whatever. Like there's this whole avenue of uh, pornography that's more like an amateur pornography that's going on thanks to social media, where even 20 years ago when we didn't have access to that, you know, to give somebody a nude photo of yourself would have been incredibly vulnerable, even more so than now in a way, but at the same time not. Um, I'll kind of get into why I think that. But in one way, um, back in the day, you know, 20 years ago, when we still had to develop our film and, you know, take it to the local place to develop it, if you had nudes of you, um, somebody who was doing the development is going to see you naked, you know? So then you go into the shop later and there you are and they're staring at you funny because there's your naked butt or your naked crotch and they've seen it. And so, you know, people weren't doing that as much, giving out photographs randomly to strangers as they are now on social media. The thing with that is, like, your images, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but your images are stored in clouds everywhere. Um, So by sending your nudes out to everybody or whatever or not, I mean, by not sending them out, you're not going to be vulnerable to that. But by sending them out... Um, everybody and anybody has access to them. They actually become public property. So just uh, FYI, if you are doing that, your images are actually public property in a lot of ways. Um, They're accessible by many people. Um, So just something to be aware of before you send it. You know, ask some questions like, uh, will this create more for my life, my living, and my future that I would like to have? Um, sometimes yes, sometimes no, because maybe it actually will create more for you in your life. Um, I don't say that it won't, and I don't say that it will. So I really encourage you to ask questions before you are sending out your amateur porn uh, to anybody, because it it can and it has actually created a lot of havoc in people's lives. It's actually had people lose their jobs. It you know created relationship problems. So use your awareness. Um, yet you know. We're a bunch of horny animals walking around and we just want to, like, show off our goods and have fun. Um, and please be aware, it's, it's really about knowing what it's going to create for your life now and in the future. Um, and, and be aware of, you know, if you are sending it to people, who you're sending it to. Because, you know, if you don't know the person, just saying, you might choose not to send them stuff. Because for all you know, they're going to go selling it on a market somewhere. Um, 
be aware that not everybody is maybe as kind as you or maybe as uh, cautious as you or would not, um, you know, cross the line or hurt somebody by spreading the images or something. So um, just, yeah, just, and, and if you do receive them, you know, out of kindness to the other people, just, you know, ask, like, hey, is this something I can keep? And, you know, don't share it around like it's, you know, the hottest candy going either. Um, people send these things to you. It's a vulnerability, so honor that. Um, I actually have a friend of mine um, was watching porn one day, and I would like to bring this up, so if you are listening, you know who you are. I'm not going to name you. Um, was actually watching uh, some live-streamed porn on the Internet, and, um, you know, he was masturbating to the porn, and... Out of nowhere, uh, his computer, his his uh, computer um, camera turned on and started videoing him. So he ended up having a video taken of him that got spread around the entire area where he lives, and he's quite well known, um, and and has a lot of things that could actually affect his future uh, with that. So um, and it was being used to blackmail him. So I'd like you guys to be really aware of what you're clicking on, what you're choosing, what that can create for you. You know, pornography can be fun. The images can be fun. They can be arousing. They're actually meant to be arousing. Um, that's why they've been created. Let's face it. They're not, like, meant to turn you off. Of Everything from, you know, very subtle uh, pornography to, like, you know, stuff that some people will be right turned off by, but everything has their own thing, right? So um, I really wanted to talk about what the difference between, you know, uh, art and pornography is. And um, I think I'm going to touch on that a little bit more when we come back from break. So we're going to head off to break now. And when we come back, I'm going to discuss a little bit of the art side of things. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show, with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? 
What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. Tonight's topic is, what is art? What is porn? And so, just before we went to break, I kind of discussed a few things around um, pornography, modern pornography, use of technology. Um, One of the things I'd like to talk about, too, is the nude and art. So, what is the difference, right? Like, how is one naked figure considered art or fine art and another naked figure is considered pornography? Um, A lot of it has to do with the way that it's actually executed. kind of what I've gathered. So, you know, a lot of fine art does not have, like, uh, open crotches, although there is some fine art that has been um, made that is, like, a series of uh, women's vulvas, and it's really quite beautiful, and there's a a person who created this series, and it's called Petals, and it's, um, they actually took photography of women's vulvas, and I think it's all black and white or something, but it's absolutely beautiful. Um, and there was another person who did castings of, like, all the labia, and, it again, it looks like flowers everywhere. So um, there's something that's just, like, the way that it's executed that has a sense of beauty about it. But, again, beauty is also in the eye of the beholder, right? So um, essentially what they say, and what they say, because they know more than all of us, but they don't, um, but the nude figures mainly uh, in traditional Western art has been used to express ideals of male or female bodies um, and also human qualities. So a lot of times, like in ancient Greek art, um, it was mostly that they were depicting certain things like uh, complex uh, emotions or trying to express different bodies through that are athletic and show strength or um so a lot of times they were trying to express actually a genre in the art the same way that a landscape is done or still life. So the beauty of the art piece is that, you know, if if you I get that if if you get enough attention and you put it in a gallery, it becomes art. And if you have it at home stashed under your pillow, it becomes porn. But if you take those same images that are in your porn magazine and or, you know, that you've captured on somewhere on the Internet and taken stills of, um, you take them, you maybe add a little collage to them, a little decoupage, throw a little flower petals on it, and maybe add a little cut and paste of this and that, all of a sudden you've got art. So essentially you can have art in any way you like because you can actually create it. So uh, it's different than, you know, just going, oh, yeah, there's there's a vulgar picture. So guys out there, I've got your back. You 
know, if you stash a porn on your wife or something, cool to say, look, I'm actually a closet artist. And what I'm really trying to do here is, like, find the images that I like the most and create this, like, mural for us to really enjoy. There's going to be, like, you know, I'm going to add some stuff to it, maybe a little lace here or there, but I'm going to, like, create something awesome. Uh, you're going to really love it. So, um, you know, whatever works to your advantage. So the art part is really has to do with skill and craftsmanship, of course. So if you know, if you are sculpting a naked woman, a uh, naked man, or whatever you're doing, um, even if it's terrible, you have a certain level of skill and craftsmanship. So the fact, it doesn't mean that you have to be highly skilled, but the more highly skilled you are, the more fine art it becomes. So if you go to like your local college and you go to the um, the class where there's going to be the nude that you get to sculpt, all of this is not pornography, guys. This is all art. So if you went to that same class and a person's masturbating, that would be pornography. You kind of get the drift here where I'm going? So we know the difference. Uh, no masturbation, art. Masturbation, pornography. Um, penetration, pornography, no penetration, art. Excellent. Now we know exactly where we're at. I think there's more information here too. So modern artists uh, are always trying to explore the classical themes that, you know, make them a little different. So they become a little more abstract. So you, I actually saw a piece of art recently a friend of mine purchased and um, it, it is it is a really cool piece of art, and a lot of other people might also see it as pornography because it, it is definitely edgy in the way that the artist has created this photo and what they've done with it and changed it and morphed it. But you can't actually see genitals like full on with it and because the way that it's been done, it's actually had the genitals like scratched off of it. So... Um, so the rest of it is it's obvious that it's an art, you know, an art piece and that it's speaking to you and there's a message in it. Um, and the funny thing is if you haven't scratched off the cross part, it could easily be pornography. So something to get creative. Um, if you are collecting nude photos or whatever, get creative with them so they don't come across so pornographic. Um, there is... There isn't, uh, you know, I do have a, a point of view about one thing about pornography, and I am, and I would like to speak out on it as well. That um, I'm not a fan of people taking pictures of children who are naked. I'm not a fan of child pornography. I'm not a fan of people perpetuating that. Um, I do know I have a lot of points of view on that, and that shit bothers me. Um, you know, if if uh, if it was ha happening to anybody that I knew, I, I'm pretty sure I'd get my mama bear out there and somebody would die. So just saying, you know, I'm not even sure what the allure is, to be quite frank, because those bodies are not even um, not even developed. I, I get that everything and everyone has sexual energy, and I just don't get why, um, how, why and how children get involved in this. So, yeah. If you're trying to justify your uh, child pornography with some of my points of view, please don't, because uh, I do not support you on that. So, okay, enough said on that. I, 
I have to say that's probably the one time I've had a very strong point of view on this show, and I am not for it. So I'm going to talk about what I am for. I am for, you know, consenting adults taking photos of themselves, of each other, videos, whatever makes you happy. Consenting adults, go for it. Um, If anybody is a minor and you do that, I hope they find you and do something to you. And I am... so. When it comes to consenting adults, there's just so many fun things that can actually be created, uh, whether it's art or whether it's pornography. So let's look at first um, still life, because a lot of still life has been created through history. There is, uh, like, the history of pornography is really old. When you look at, uh, I was in Greece in 2000, and um, there, <laughs> they have, like, pornography all over the place on their plates and vases. Uh, on their perfume bottles, it's awesome, and it's um, it's also art, right? But there are like orgies going on on their perfume bottles, and you know you can have your dinner plates got like an orgy happening. Gotta love the Greeks; they just they have so much fun. Um, so historically, there has been pornography around for a very long time, and I don't think we have to go too far into figuring out why that is, right? We Bodies are interesting. Bodies are fascinating. Bodies are lovely to look at. So, of course, what are we going to do? We're going to try and recreate them, whether it's through sculpture, painting, drawing, whatever that happens to be. You know, And as technology changes, then, of course, uh, our ways of creating pornography is going to change. I don't think pornography is something that we're ever going to eliminate. So um, if we can be more aware of it, um, be confronting adults about it, be aware of where we're putting it out. Uh, I think, you know, we're on, I think awareness is key with this. I also am aware that with pornography, there's a huge, um, you know, there's a lot of talk. Uh, so if you haven't heard this talk, it might be new to you, but I've heard a lot of this talk, um, that pornography actually skews a lot of uh, points of view, especially for men, um, just because it's it pretty much acknowledged that there are, are you know, more men watching porn than women, although I think women watching porn is on the rise now, um, that, you know, even historically more men have watched porn or created it or whatever. So um, the basic kind of thing with that, uh, I was going somewhere with this, uh, is that um, I don't know where I was going, so I'm going to have to, like, skip over that. I am in some kind of weird zone right now, uh, mentally, so I'm just going to go into wherever something else right now. Um, pornography, creating pornography, and all right, I'm just going to move on. Um, so some of this, there have been a lot of different attitudes towards porn over history. So there have been times historically where, uh, you know, people would actually gather and there would be like nude festivals. Um, that was pretty common. I mean, even the Olympics were originally totally nude, right? So that wasn't pornography. That was an admiration of the bodies, but I would have loved those Olympics. And there, you know, we've got um, all kinds of stuff going on from erotic films. So I think I was talking about how uh, as technology increases, so uh, there's different ways of pornography. But so, you know, anything from there are different varying degrees too of pornography where you could have stuff that is like 
I can't remember the name of it, but there's this kind of pornography where back in the day people were actually dying and when they were making it, there was like death involved. It was really intense stuff. Again, if people are walking into that knowing they're going to die you know, with pornography, if they're signing a consent form and they're acknowledging that this is what they're doing, I don't know. I just choice. So um, I do get, you know, personally, like if I'm going to watch something, um, I, I don't, not a, like, I don't get, like, aroused by, like, your regular pornography, and I think that's where I was going with, like, men are watching more of it than women, although it's changing. Women tend to have this more thing towards erotica, I find, but I do have quite a few friends who are, like, right into hardcore porn, too, that are women. So, cool, you know, it's just a personal choice. And, and also, because now, like, everybody's got a video camera, uh, of course, you can make your own, right? So I think this this rise of pornography is actually going to happen more because we have access to all the things that can make it happen with total ease, where before, even 20 years ago, not every household had a video camera. Like now, even in third world countries, the chances are somebody's got a cell phone with a video camera, so somebody is going to be taking having the capacity to take pornographic images. It's just fascinating to me how much um, it has actually been on the rise since um, the, you know, we see the internet, everybody having access to cell phones with um, video cameras, video cameras on your on your computer. And although that those same technologies create fabulous, fabulous art, we're probably not creating art with them. We're probably creating pornography with them. Again, it's just a choice. Um, but I totally encourage you guys to look at what would be more fun um, to create. So we're actually going to head to break uh, now. And then when we come back, I have a little bit more to say on this topic. Um, it will actually fill the hour, I promise you. I'm just like completely distracted by cars right now. So I'm going to try and be more with present with this call and less present with all the vehicles. So when we come back from break, uh, we'll continue the topic of what is art, what is porn, here on The Pleasure Zone. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone Radio Show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head. 
that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Tonight, our topic is, what is art, what is porn? So, like, literally, I'm still in a Victorian era, they were kind of similar. Because there has been, for hundreds and hundreds of years, literally thousands, probably, of years, there have been depictions of naked bodies, of population, of all kinds of sexual sexually explicit things. And, you know, it was the Victorian attitude towards um, certain images that actually started to have them place it as something that should not be public. So the very first, I think the very first example was actually Edouard Manet uh, did a work um, titled Olympia. And she was a French courtesan. So that image itself was literally a prostitute picture, and therefore it was pornography, and it was super controversial at the time. So eventually, um, publications of such images became outlawed. Um, A lot of it did start with the Victorian attitude. And sometimes, and what I find is that sometimes when become outlawed, it becomes naughty interest. So I wonder if pornography was totally legal, if we were in allowance of everybody having their point of view um, for the creative expression in whatever way, uh, would you know, would people even have the desire or interest to be creating pornography? Would it even be so fascinating to watch? Would there be this drive? Now, I think 90% of what actually drives people to watch and create and use pornography is the fact that it's naughty uh, or seen as that because in so many countries it is completely illegal. Um, you know, I live in Canada and in Canada, you know, you can purchase pornography, you can download it, you can watch it on the internet. You, there used to be triple X shops all over the place, um, you know, where you used to be able to get videos everywhere. So it's not um, something that's inaccessible, right? It's completely acceptable and at the same time completely naughty. It's not something that people consider uh, an acceptable thing to have around your home, Uh, especially not acceptable if you have children. You know, that's terrible. 
God forbid your child sees an image of a naked body or that your child, you know, sees people copulating, uh, that would be terrible. So, you know, if your child happens to walk in on you having sex, that's kind of similar to pornography if you think about it. So it's it's got a voyeuristic attitude about it. So a lot of people who are using pornography also have this little edge of voyeur, voyeurism about them. The funny thing is, is there is different energy about people who appreciate the nude form as art. Um, it doesn't necessarily arouse their body in the same way. So when you look at the statue of Venus de Milo, she's like beautiful. And, you know, the statue itself, you know, smooth, curves, it's lovely. It's one of the most probably recognized female nude figures in the world. Uh, just like, you know, Michelangelo's David is probably one of the most recognized male nude forms in the world. Um, both beautiful figures. And I personally, like in art classes, never sat around getting turned on by them because they were statues. I don't know. There's an energy about them. They're very lovely. And at the same time, they were not created in a way that was intended to evoke sexual arousal. They were created really to admire uh, the beauty of the human form, which is very different than the energy behind pornography. Now, the energy behind pornography is what can we do here that will actually uh, stimulate you to the point of blowing a load or, you know, having an orgasm balloon or whatever. Uh, so there's this uh, very different energy behind them both. One is more of an admiration of the human form to look at it as something that is uh, as beautiful as a mountain to to appreciate the sexualness of it, the way that a mountain has sexualness, the way that all nature has sexualness. And at the same time, it's different than pornography in that pornography has the intent to arouse. So really that's like the main distinction. Pornography tend to arouse art, you know, appreciation of the human form. So I think there can be some really tactful ways of, and I'll just say tactful, I mean, you can actually turn what could be pornographic into art quite easily um, just by putting a different energy or twist behind it. So what I get from art is that energy pulls us in. And what I get from porn is that there's an energy that pushes at us. Uh, so it's funny. It's kind of like this, like, screaming energy and uh, pornography has this like kind of scream about it like blah 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 that in your face and art has this more allure to it that draws you in pulls you in and um you intrigued and questions things and um i can honestly say the only thing i've ever questioned uh watching a porn which i've literally in my life probably only watched four because i was last time and they were watching it and i was like i don't really think i'm into porn um, and then my husband showed me one that was actually really lovely, and it was more like erotica. He's like, it's not all, like, vulgar. I'm like, all right. Um, so, yeah, he actually introduced me to porn that wasn't vulgar, which is cool. I got a cool husband. So um, the whole thing with that is, like, we can change it. We can change it by changing the energy behind it. And, um, and again, there's nothing wrong with 
pornography and having the energy push at you. Some people love that. Some people love to have you watching, uh, say, you know, women on the screen pushing energy at you, um, and they feel it. It's, it's like in this day and age, we are so used to pushing energy on people all the time. It, it's got this uh, high-selling kind of quality about it. On, you want extra this with your fries? You want a large this with your? It's like we're always forever being asked to upsize, upgrade, and buy more, buy more, buy more. And 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 the energy of pornography to me has a similar more, more, more thing about it. When when that shows up for people uh, in their bodies is like this desire for more, more, more. What often happens is there's this massive judgment that they place on themselves that they're not enough. So. If you, in your life right now, are one of those people, man or woman embodiment right now, and you're thinking you're not enough, and I'd like you to look at, um, you know, your porn consumption. Are you watching a lot of porn consumption, and are you comparing yourself to the people in these shows because, or programs, or like, I'm going to call them programs. I'm so cute. Pornography programs. It's like the four-week TVO special. Um, TVO for us is public television in Ontario. So uh, it's kind of like, you know, if you were to walk away from that even for a few minutes uh, of your life, you know, if you're chronic and you're watching porn 24-7 and, you know, you find you require it to actually ejaculate, if you're finding that you actually require pornography to ejaculate, you or for women, if you find that you need to have the orgasm, or even if you are ejaculating too, um, please look at, you know, is this working for you? Does your body enjoy it? Or are you actually being aroused by judgment? So judgment is one way to get aroused. There are other ways to get aroused. We are so honestly um, programmed to believe that we get aroused by judgment and um, so, you know, we do. And so um, many times, I can't tell you. I, I, I could probably count on less than one hand and that I'm aware of that do not require judgment to get turned on. Um, it's rare, but for the most part, most men require judgment to get turned on. And that's cool. It's like that's where you're at. If you require being judged as um, hot, sexy, um, or whatever, and that turns you on, that's awesome. And that's the energy that you can receive. Uh, if, and just check, does pornography actually give you that energy? Or does it give you a false hope in some way that you are receiving something? Not so back looking for it. You go to watch more, and yet there's this kind of emptiness. What if art could arouse you as well? But uh, it actually pulls you in and invites you to see things in a different way. Maybe even question things. Maybe even explore different things. Uh, or yourself, open your awareness. I really encourage you to look at like, what will create stress for your life. Again, neither is right or wrong. It's like what will create more for you. Will watching porn create more? your partner with lovers now and in the future. I encourage you to look at now and 
essentially because sometimes if you're watching a lot of porn right now um, and you're judging the crap out of yourself or comparing yourself to the different people in the pornography and you don't think you quite live up or you know you, you don't even think you're good enough or whatever I mean that could turn you on you might like the thing that you're seeing a little that's just another choice but if you don't actually like it and you find yourself that you're in it, um, please just like take a step away. If you require a visual assistant or a visual, some women are too. But for the most part, not visuals. If you require visuals, maybe even just looking at different images um, or different styles of novelty, maybe switching erotica instead, or even just watching people films who are, you know, it could be a lot more love stories. I do get that there is, like, it's almost like the more you watch, the more intense it has to get, the more outrageous it has to get to turn you on. Um, because you actually become numb to the stimulus. Just like you become numb to watching people get shot on TV, you get numb after a while of watching porn like for years and years and years. You become numb to other stimulus. So when you go to be this actual person, embodied, in a body, uh, you may find that you're numb, and your body might not actually respond in a way that you would like it to. So, um, I have heard conversation of people talking about how pornography can lead sometimes to erectile dysfunction. That's more common than not. I actually, one of my first shows, I was with a fellow named George Ira Carroll, who very like openly discussed how pornography had like two years ago how pornography he was aware of how pornography had created a lot of judgment in his world and he was judging the crap out of himself that it you know it led to like sort of uh erectile dysfunction for him for a while and so he stopped watching porn but he started to um eliminate his point of view and his judgments about himself and his erections became stellar again so how does it get any better than that so please get out of judgment of yourself no matter what you're doing or watching if you are watching yourself, please don't go into your judgment of yourself if you can just perceive it for what it is if it's just like getting you off if it's like a little off the piece go for it you find that it's become your go-to hasty um, because or your body isn't quite like responsive it should please look at those things like I felt like you're choosing it creating that because a lot of times um, you know you could just be fried you just fry your brain from overstimulation of um, you know sexual themes that are so outrageous that you're probably never going to them or do them, and even if you do, you're like comparing yourself to the guy you just watched, the girl you just watched. So, whatever you do, please do not compare yourself, whether you're looking at art or whether you're looking at porn. Um, you know, Paris is a fucking killer, it's a judgment, it's saying, like, either you're better than them or they're better than you, uh, or whatever it is, judging the crap out of your body, you're not a client. So, if you can receive from it for what it is. Uh, and not be in judgment of you, have all the fun for all you can. Um, you know, not if you like judging you, that's another story, um, if that works for you. Personally, judgment 
is not working for me. And so one of the things that I choose daily to work on is to work, you know, get rid of the judgments I have of me. Um, but I'm actually going to go to break now. And so when we come back, right, back to the question, I'm going to wrap up this show on what is art, what is art. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show, with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at A2Zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. It's been all about what is art and what is porn. There is so much information out there that most of, you know, if you really like to argue things with people, if that's kind of really cool, if you want to argue your point of view, um, stuff to back you up. There's a lot of information on art and pornography and stuff like that. Most media, when you type that into Google, is that you get a whole bunch of images too. And the funny thing is, is that I, I typed in, um, I don't know what I was doing with uh, the difference between art porn, um, pornography. And what I got were images that were literally almost identical. Um, and one that, you know, my point of view would be like that, like some of the images would be easily viewed as graphic because they were more suggestive. They were more like showing off um, like a little showing off the bulb of the radio that was like open. Um, and the woman was like called open or whatever you call it. Um, and uh, she's sitting there with a computer which is a little different than the other thing which are more like the
Melissa, can you hear me? Yes, Hi, sir. darling. We're having such weirdness with the sound. Um, I just wanted to see if we could hear you better. <laughs> if your mic is is uh, is your mic close to your mouth, love? We're at about three minutes. So, um, yep, mic's close to my okay. mouth. Am I having? Awesome. Am well, I like been silent most of the show? That's better now. It's been kind of going in and out. So I just wanted these last words. I wanted to make sure we hear what you're saying. <laughs> so. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much, Keisha. That's you're funny. welcome, love. I have to like kiss my phone to talk to you guys. That's awesome. <laughs> So, so I don't know where I was going with this. Oh, yeah, so the difference between art and porn to me really is that art uh, it has an allure about it that actually pulls you energetically. So the difference isn't necessarily in the images um, themselves, but to me it's more about the energy behind them and what it offers you. So the energy um, behind a lot of what I would call art is what pulls me in, has me question makes me wonder, has to be curious. Uh, and pornography is this energy to me of push, like throwing sexual energy onto you, at you, um, more aggressive that way. Uh, so, uh, you know, what is it to you? Because that, that's how I distinguish it. It's an energetic thing because literally the images now are so similar that it's hard to distinguish what they are. Probably 100 years ago, even in the 19th, 60s, I would say, um, it was very easy to distinguish between art and pornography um, because we were very much more clear on that. And now it's very skewed. Um, also, we didn't even have a distinction up until the Victorian era because art and pornography were one and the same as we had like images of coitus in all kinds of places, so uh, including you know, your favorite water urn could have had great um, techniques all over it. So it's really something that is personal to you, but I encourage you to look at that and what is it to you um, and what is it creating for you in your life? Like what is watching pornography all the time creating for you? So I know that we are about to end right now and I'm very happy <laughs> that you guys stuck with me through all of this up and down time. <laughs> Or am I like 20 seconds out there, Keisha? We're at about 10, dear. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for joining me, guys. I have no access to my internet right now, but thank you for listening, and thank you, Keisha, for producing tonight. I love You're you. You're welcome. And have a great week, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain and 5 p.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.